our next or second of our um, match of the rounds that we, we're doing weekly. The North um, London Derby. The North London Derby between the Arsenal and Tottenham. Massive game. Massive game, this is. Um, obviously, I'm going to be um, covering Arsenal and Joel, you're going to be covering Tottenham. Um, Definitely. Yeah, it's... How do I, where do I start? Arsenal. All right. So, Arsenal under Arteta, um, they have had a, they had a horrendous start to the season. I just think they, even in round one against Brentford, they were, they went in, you know, like underprepared. You know, they lost Lacazette and Bamiang, I think, the day of the game. Um, so, obviously, whatever plans Arteta had going into that game went out the window and then they lost that game to Brentford. They were at home. They lost 2-0 at home to Chelsea. And then they had that disaster away to Manchester City, losing 6-0. Um, so then, you know, the international break came along and they came back. They beat Norwich unconvincingly 1-0 um, and that was at home and then last week they had a great result away to my favourite club Burnley and I'm being sarcastic by saying that <laughs> I'm a third um, supporter I'm a Blackburn Rovers supporter and you know how much I hate Burnley but look I, no, I just, no, you, you love them Robbie <laughs> no, no, no. anyway um, yeah so that Burnley game I think regardless of it being a, a scrappy 1-0 away game where Arsenal grinded out a win and obviously Burnley, you know, had a penalty decision overruled and not being biased again, I, I, I think that definitely was not a penalty. Uh, Ramsdale clearly got the ball first. Um, but in saying that, I think if you're an Arsenal supporter, you should be really happy the fact that the, the team has showed character. doesn't matter that it's been against Norwich and Burnley. The fact that they've grinded out these results and um, got those six points on the board and then they played Wimbledon in the Carabao Cup at the Emirates and they won 3-0. Um, and Lacazette you know, started that game and played really, really well. And got on the score sheet. Um, going into this game against Tottenham, I am looking at the potential starting eleven that Arteta could go in with. Um, at the moment, if you look at Arsenal, right, this is I believe this is their best um, back five including like Ramsdale in goals being included. Um, Tomiyasu at right back. Um, Robbie, I've got a question time. for you, mate. How do you feel Tomiyasu yeah. was set in, coming in from, settled in into the Premier League, coming in from the Serie A? And, you know, it's a much slower league, but he has settled in well. Albeit, he's played against two of the bottom sides. How do you feel he has come into life in, as an English Premier League player? I think he's been brilliant. 
He's quick. He's strong. He's good on the ball. He, he his uh, positioning is really, really good. Um, his, you know, his 50-50 challenges, both in the air and on the ground. Um, defensively, brilliant. Considering that right back's been a problem position for Arsenal, with obviously, you know, ever since Bellerin got his injury, he was never the same player. I think. Tommy Yasu was a diamond in the rough. I know a lot of Arsenal fans that weren't happy about him coming across because they didn't even know who he was. But at the end of the day, everybody is a nobody before they become a somebody. And I just believe that Tommy Yasu, um, regardless of whether he's played against Norwich and, and Burnley, um, it's still the English Premier League. And at the end of the day, um, it's the toughest and the best league in the world. And to come in, especially to come in like after that shocking start to the season where they've conceded, was it, what was it? Six? Ten goals. Ten goals in Ten three goals games. Ten goals in the first three games, right. yeah. So he's, he's come in um, and for me, he was probably their best player together with uh, Gabriel and Ramsdale against Burnley because I watched that game. But all right, in, on, into their starting 11. So Ramsdale in goals, Tomiyasu at right back, Ben White at centre back, together with Gabriel, and Teeny's at left back. But the, there's a rumour going around that Teeny's not 100%, and that he is still touch and go about um, whether he's going to play or even start the game. Hopefully, for Arsenal's sake. Um, he he does start the game. Now the, those players that I just mentioned, um, apart from Teeny, not one of them. Apart from Teeny and, and White, right? The other three, Gabriel, Tomiyasu, and Ramsdale, weren't available and didn't play in the first couple games of the season. So this is a complete different back four, and for me. Joey, I've got I a think question this is before I this is Arsenal's best back four available. Yep, it's the best I've ever had. But considering that Tierney is touch and go, what are your thoughts on Nuno Tavares perhaps taking that left back spot this weekend in the North London derby? Yep, I'll, if I'm an Arsenal supporter, I'll be um, very, very confident in Tavares if he has to step in and and. Um, you know, take up that left-back position. Um, you know, again, he, he he's looked really good in the games that he has played and I think midweek. Uh, I didn't watch the the Wimbledon game, but from what I read that he did um, play well. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, that's, you know, if you're an Arsenal supporter, you'd be confident in him coming in and taking Tini's spot. Now, the midfield, now this is an interesting one. Um, you've got Thomas Partey, um, who will definitely start. And he played midweek, which is a surprise considering he's injury prone. But, you know, obviously Arteta wants him to get minutes under his belt and kilometers in his legs. And, you know, Arsenal's not in European competition. I think Partey will start in the defensive midfield position. Question. Um, Question, yep. who do you think is going to partner him? 
Well, Lakonga played really well against Wimbledon. I, I think if there's going to be one big decision Arteta's going to make, it's going to be whether he starts Lakonga or Smith Rowe next to him. Now, I'd, I'd go with Lakonga. Um, I'd play Partey and Lakonga together. Um, and I'd play Odegaard in front of them. That's what I'd be doing. Um, and that front three, I just believe it's time now for Arteta to bring Lacazette straight into that starting 11. Play Lacazette as a number nine, right? And play Aubameyang out on the left or out on the right and um, Saka. For me, I think Pepe needs a spell. Um, I just don't think... He's got a lot of potential, but I don't think he's lived up to it in the English Premier League. Um, the reason I'd bring Lacazette in is because Lacazette is that typical number nine that can lock that ball in. And by him locking that ball in um, and holding that ball up, he'll get the likes of Aubameyang, Saka, Odegaard into the game. Um, obviously, if Arteta, you know... Um, you know, does go with either Smith-Rowe or Lakonga in the midfield. Obviously, you know, they can link up with him as well. But I just think Aubameyang, um, he, he needs... I just don't think he's that type of player that's... You need him running at players. And I don't think he's the type of player you want with his back towards goal. I think him drifting out on the left with Lacazette playing in that central uh, striker role would release Aubameyang to be able to run at players. Um, and obviously, you can always rotate that front three. And, uh, and Saka's obviously, he came on midweek. The fact that he's come on in the Carabao Cup um, suggests to me that he's going to be starting this game because obviously, it's... Um, the question I've got for you is, what about um, Odegaard? Where does he fit into this team? Yeah, he's playing as a number ten. He he got he, he scored a great free kick against Burnley, um, but yeah, Odegaard starts as a number ten. As I said, the midfield three I think will start is going to be Partey, Lokonga, and Odegaard. That's that's the that's how I think he will start it. The only other player that might come into that midfield three will be Smith Rowe instead of Lokonga starting. But Odegaard and Partey will definitely start, um, and in that front three. Knowing Arteta, he'll probably leave it as it is and leave Aubameyang as a number nine. But giving you my opinion, I, I think he should play Lacazette as a number nine, Aubameyang out on the left and Saka out on the right, or Aubameyang out on the right and Saka out on the left and have Pe Pepe on the bench. There's another player that I rate really highly at Arsenal that deserves a mention is Martinelli. Um, where do you see him at the moment, Joey? Look... If anything, if I were Arsenal, I'd be playing him as well. I would, look, I would give up on Aubameyang. And the only reason why I'd give up on Aubameyang is when you've been given a contract extension and you've been given 350K, right? There's two things you're expected to do. One, perform and really set the standard. And two, score goals. And in that time, he hasn't done that. Like, last season... He scored 10 goals. Now, riddle me this, Dosker and uh, Matty. 
do you think a 350k player should be scoring 10 goals a season? Or should they be scoring at least 15, 20 goals a season for the kind of money that he's put on? I feel Martin on that Alves money, should... on that yep. money, you should be scoring 15, 20 goals a season. Yeah, the fact that he's That's gone and scored ten, and a player of his quality as well, that he's a fifteen to twenty goal a season player, only scoring ten goals. That's that's poor. That's not worth the money that they're paying. No way. Exactly right. This is where I feel Arsenal can change their attack going forward. I feel that Martinelli has warranted a spot, but the question is that right hand side of the pitch worries me because. To be honest with you, they could go and play Pepe there. Okay, no worries. But they could, they could also play Saka there. No problem. But in my honest opinion, if they want to change things up a little bit, I'd even have, I'd even have um, what's his name, Odegaard on that side. You might think I'm being ridiculous. If they want Emil Smith-Rowe to be starting weekly in that 10 spot because... Arsenal would have huge plans for a player that's come out of their youth academy, that's gone through the loan system, like every player in England goes through. I feel that the only the, the way that they could change this front line and score more goals is by switching it a little bit, you know, making some controversial calls. Because I feel that in the midfield, Odegaard is wasted. I feel that he could also run at players, be skillful, score goals. What are your opinions on that, boys? Yeah, I, I think they've got a lot of wasted talent there. You know, um, Smith Rowe, me personally, the guy, from what I've seen of Arsenal, I haven't watched much this season. So, um, yeah, I'm very limited in what I can say on this. But from what I saw, you know, against Chelsea, he just didn't stop going. He, he still played as though that they were a chance. And, you know, you need players like that that just don't stop going, um, you know, still have that desire. Too many players at Arsenal, I feel drop their heads too easily, including, as we mentioned before, Aubameyang. Once something goes wrong, he just he just stops. He just drops his head. You can't be doing that in the Premier League. Otherwise, you just get left, left below. Um, on Arsenal, like I said, the fact that they've grinded these results out against Burnley and Norwich um, and getting those clean sheets, I just think... Being the North London derby and coming up against Tottenham at home at the Emirates in front of in front of Arsenal's home fans, I think I think Arsenal's going to click this week. Um, and my, you know, if you're going to ask me for my prediction before Joey speaks about Tottenham, um, I just I don't think Arsenal's as bad as what everyone's making them out to be. I'll be honest with you. I, you like I said, look at that back four and, and Ramsdale in goals. Like for me, Ramsdale and Leno, you compare the two. Ramsdale suits the way of football because he wants Arsenal to play out from the back. Ramsdale, um, regardless of this, all this crap about him, oh, he got relegated at Sheffield United. You know what? Like, he's a goalkeeper. And... He was, ask any Sheffield United supporters, probably their best player last year. So, you know, for me, Ramsdale has been a great signing because he's going to be there for years. And he knows that, uh, Arteta knows that he's got confidence in Ramsdale to play the ball out. And I think the Arsenal players 
have more confidence in Ramsdale when they recycle the ball, you know, to start to start again, to play the ball back to him and know that his distribution is going to be top of the range. Um, do you remember? And, do you remember when Arteta said that he was going to play Leno in in the North London derby? That he was going to be available and ready to rumble. You well, know? yeah, I did remember that, and that's what I am so interested in seeing. And I'll be honest, if I, I think that's poor man management that Arteta came out and said that, because look what's happened since then. You know, he hasn't like regardless of who he's played against, Ramsdale has not conceded a goal yet. Right, and at the end of the day, you you don't like if you want to. You're coming off two consecutive wins. Obviously, you made a lot of changes in the Carabao Cup, but we're looking at the Premier League here. That Ramsdale and goals, and that back four of Tommy Arsu, White, Gabriel, and Peeney. Um, yeah, what's that old saying? You, um. Try not to fix something that's not broken. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be changing anything. I'll be shocked if Arteta keeps his word and Leno comes in. Um, well, I would hope that's, I would hope Leno doesn't come in for Arteta's sake. I think, like yeah. you said, Ramsdale's done enough to cement his spot in the squad. Correct. And my yeah. prediction is Arsenal 2-1. I think Arsenal at home... Um, We'll beat Tottenham, and obviously we'll. I'll let Joey take over now. Um, Joey. Before before Joey does, I just think that what you said with Arsenal, they always get themselves up for North London derbies, especially at the Emirates. So I don't think you're too far off the mark with the prediction there, Robbie. I think that um, you know the Gunners are definitely shouting this one. What's your well, prediction, Matt? I'm going to be a bit controversial here, boys. Uh, I'm going to yeah, go on. I'm going to be a bit controversial here. So I'm going to start off with uh, Tottenham's injury list at the moment. Um, they've, 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 got, they've, got a bit, they've, they've, they've got three players out. They've got Lucas Moura out. They've got Ryan Sessegnon out. And obviously, Steven Bergvine. Two, na- two ankle injuries and a knock. So let's see how that goes. Uh, obviously, Tottenham last week, they, they lost 3-0 to Chelsea to Matt's beloved Chelsea. So well done to that win on that one. The formation I felt that they played last week is a formation that can easily get them beaten with the right team and the right quality. I feel this week, Nuno Espirito Santo might line up differently. I feel he could even line up in the format he was using at the start of the year. And that was the, I believe if I'm not mistaken, he was using a 4-4-2. I mean... A bit shocking to see them play the 4-4-2 system considering that they're not a 4-4-2 club. Actually, no, a 4-2-3-1, my mistake. That was, so it was a 4-2-3-1. I feel they'll go back to that. They'll revert back to that system because they're going to need a big, tall, burly target man in Kane being able to link in the the Hyunming Suns and, and even the Brian Hills of the world. I feel Brian Hill this week is going to get a game because obviously Lucas and Bergvine are out. My predicted starting 11, though, I'm going to go into a 4-2-3-1, in my opinion. And my 4-2-3-1 goes like this. In goal, I feel that Lloris will start because no one else will get a game ahead of him. Golini, 
He's been a bit of a welcoming addition to the goalkeeping stocks down at Tottenham. He can also provide something for them, but let's see how that goes long-term. At right-back, I was shocked at this signing. Matt um, uh, Doska, disagree with me on this one, but Emerson coming in from Barcelona. He come to Barcelona thinking he was going to get that right-back spot, but then he gets shipped off to Tottenham on deadline day. I feel he's going to start at right-back. At centre-back, at left-back, sorry, they're going to have Regal on. To me, I believe that's one of the best fullback bases in the Premier League at this current moment in time. At centre-back, though, I feel Christian Romero is going to get a spot. I feel he has come into this side and done well, and he's settled into life in England in the best way that he possibly can. But the question that clouds my judgment on this one is, is he going to play with Davinson Sanchez or is he going to play with Eric Dyer? That's yet to be seen. I would rather prefer he play with Davidson Sanchez with Christian Romero, but that's my honest opinion. I've got a question for you, Joey. Go on. Where does Tankanga come into this? Because, mate, he's been one of their best players, Tankanga. And he, he got he copped the red card against the Wolves. Um, but he's back. He's available for this game. And yeah, he was he's playing a- right back for the first three games of the season when Tottenham, you know won their first three games, and they were all 1-0 wins with three clean sheets. But he was playing centre-back. He moved across the centre-back against um, Crystal Palace before he got that red card, but he was having a good game. So, can he's you another, see... He's another one that... He's another one that's going to, you know, cloud my judgment too. Because you know what I mean? Romero, to me, gets the obvious starting position. Matt, uh, Rob, I hope you agree with me on that one. But... The question is, who's going to be his partner? Will his partner be Dian, Will it be um, Tanganga? Will it be? Will it be? Um, what's his name as well? Uh, will it be Davis Sanchez? Will it be Eric Dyer? I feel Davis Sanchez. I'm, I'm making my. I'll, I'll make my call now. Right, Tanganga will start a hundred percent. That's my I reckon, opinion. I reckon he's going to go with Dyer. I don't know. I don't know what it is that tells me it, but I reckon. He's going to yeah. give Dyer a go. Look, I, would... oh, no, I, I think Dyer and Sanchez will be the centre-backs. I um, actually think Tanganga will start it ahead of Emerson Royal. I'll be honest with you. No, 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 no. That's a big call. If you're gonna, look, big can call. I say something? If you're going to spend $26 million on a Barcelona fullback, I think that was what, what I rumoured was spent. Yeah, in the $20 million bracket, you're playing him every week. That's ridiculous if you're mm. not going to, you know what I mean? I feel that. Well, especially I, coming from a club like Barcelona as well. Like, yep. you know, that's that's the be all that ends all. Um, to me, I reckon Davins and Sanchez and Christian Romero as my centre back pairing. I feel it's the best pairing, but we'll see what happens. You know, Nuno could shock us all. In midfield, though, this is going to be an easy one for me for the midfield. Um, I look at a lot of the talent that Tottenham has in midfield. I feel it'll be Hoiberg and um, to me, LaCelso could be playing next to him, I feel. You know, it, it'll have that balance of defensive midfield and box-to-box energy slash playmaking from deep. Now, the wings, this one's an easy one for me. Sun has to play in that side. Um, he, as you and I have said many times, Rob, on the show, he is the thing. He's the player that gets them clicking. He gets them moving. He gets he, he, he gets them that urgency to go up the park and create a chance and score some goals. On the right side, considering two of Tottenham's main wingers are out, I feel young young Spanish um, youngster Brian Hill 
is going to make his way into the lineup. And in behind, I don't know what to think of this, to be honest with you. I feel that Deli Ali is going to get a chance, but also Ndombele might get his go. I, If I had to pick between two of them, I feel Ndombele is going to get his run. And up front, you have to go with Harry Kane. Even though I believe he looks uninterested in being at Tottenham because obviously he wanted to move to Manchester City and play under Guardiola and all that kind of thing. I feel that he is going to maybe step it up a notch in these North London derbies. Considering he was an Arsenal youngster growing up, I feel that now now that the rest of the season is going to roll on, I feel that he might get a couple goals to his name. My scoreline prediction is going to be, even though Arsenal have that good back four and they've got that good midfield, I feel it's going to be a 3-1 Tottenham win. Good call. But that's a massive Harry call. Kane, Harry Kane, um, he did score in the Carabao Cup. They drew two all away to the Wolves. And they won on penalties, but he actually did score um, in open play. And he did he did get on the score sheet in the penalty shootout as well. So that will give Kane a little bit of confidence going into the game. But like you said, Song is what makes that team tick. And I've been saying it all along. Kane needs to play as that number nine, right, where he comes to the ball, holds that ball up. And if he drops deep and opens up the spacing behind for the, for the likes of um, Song and Ali and those type of players to run in behind and, um, you know, to cause the damage that they do, especially Song. I, I just think, um, yeah, Tottenham had a really good first half against Chelsea last week. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll attest fell to that. Apart in the second half. They Sorry, completely fell up, apart. Rob. Huh? I, I reckon, yeah, sorry to cut you off. I have to agree there because, um, you know, they could have easily scored a couple of goals themselves in the first half last week. We were all over the shop defensively. The only thing that saved us was Thiago Silva. But you go back to Son Heung-min. Um, in my opinion, he is their best player. If he's having a bad game, the rest of the team are having a bad game. It's as simple as oh, that. I agree 100%. I've said it to Joey. In one of our first episodes, I, I, did. I said that a song makes that team tick. And when he's, when he's not playing, Kane struggles. I'll tell you right now. But what, there's been games like round one against Manchester City, Kane wasn't available and Song got him over the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not saying, you know, Harry Kane's world class, don't get me wrong. But I just oh, yeah. think Harry Kane's quality, yeah, 100%. The two of them, them complement each other. And the way that Harry Kane plays, um, he song there. And that's simple as that. Um, in terms of the table and where these two teams sit, um, Tottenham's in seventh spot at the moment with three wins and two losses. Um, they've, yeah, they've got a minus three goal difference. Obviously, they've lost their last two games. Scoreline of um, three nil. They lost three nil away to. Crystal Palace, and they lost 3-0 at home to Chelsea. So, And obviously their three wins were all 1-0. So this is a big game for Tottenham because, you know, they, if they want to get into that Champions League positions, um, yeah, they don't want to be dropping this game. And Arsenal at the moment is sitting in 13th spot um, with six points, two wins and three losses with a minus 
seven goal difference, and obviously that was due to the six nil loss away to Manchester City. Um, I just think it's one of these derbies where it doesn't matter where the teams are on the on the table, it's it's going to be on. Um, and yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. This, and as I said, it's massive game. I think this is season defining for Arsenal as well. Arsenal wins this. They could this. go on and go on a bit of a run. Another big call there, Doska. I mean, I only feel that Arsenal will lose 3-1 because if you look at the games where they played, say, the Man Cities and they played the Chelsea, and I think it was they played Chelsea in between that, if I'm not correct. Yeah, um, second yeah, week of the yeah. season. Yep, that's right. Going up against the Tottenham side that also have quality in their ranks, I feel that the way... They play the way Tottenham does play. I feel that Harry Kane's going to be up for it. I feel that a North London derby could be the thing that gets him on a goal-scoring uh, run. But the question is, will Harry Kane stay at Tottenham in the long term? We don't know. You know, we, we can't tell today from tomorrow. But I feel that right now, coming into the North London derby, I feel that my prediction will be Harry Kane two goals, Son with one goal. And I feel... Um, Arsenal's defence hasn't had new look defence, hasn't had really any challenges yet. I know they played against Burnley and I know they played against Norwich and they're not the kinds of teams that tend to give challenges. But I want to see this Arsenal defence, the new look Arsenal defence with Ramsdale, with Tomiyasu, with Tierney or, or Tavares, whichever wants to be the left back in that team, White and obviously Gabriel, I want to see them playing against the Hurricane. I want to see them playing against the Sun or a, or a Lucas Moura when he's fit or a um, Bergvine when he's fit or at the moment, for the sake of this weekend, a Brian Hill. I want to see how they go against players like that. Because Well, now you mentioned Gabriel. Um, yeah, Gabriel for me is the backbone of that Arsenal side. Um, he is... He, Having him there, obviously, Ben White has had a up-and-down start for a player that's come across for 50 million um, from Brighton. But I think having Gabriel next to him is definitely going to help Ben White. Um, but, Joey, I'll, I'll be honest. I I think Tomiyasu um, is going to hold his own even against the big clubs. I'll be honest with you. I, I just think... For Arsenal, they need to score first. Um, I think that's going to be important in this game. But it's what uh, Arteta does with his front three. I have not... I, for me, I just can't justify how Lacazette won't be starting this game if he doesn't start. Because he just gives them a different dimension. Um, he adds pace to a slow attack. Not just that, he's got the ability to hold the ball up. Um, yeah. And like I said, when you've got that number nine that can hold the ball up, it brings the Odegaards and the Bamiyangs and um, you know, Smith Bros and the Pepe's if he's on the pitch, like the Martinelli's, like they'll all be better for it because obviously they can make their runs in behind and work off him. As with yeah. Aubameyang, I feel like he plays off the shoulder too much. Um, is Tottenham going to be sitting deep in this game? 
very interesting to see. Um, obviously, traditionally, Nunes is a very defensive manager. But, look, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so, that, that's it. We've previewed our two main games. Um, and what we're going to do now is just give ourselves um, a prediction for all the other games. And obviously, we're not going to preview them. We're just going to give our predictions. So I'll start with Manchester United versus Aston Villa. This is at Old Trafford and it's early kickoff tomorrow night. Uh, Matty, your prediction? Um, I'm going to say United 2-0. Um, yep. I think they'll, that Old Trafford, they're just too good. Yeah. Joey? Um, I'm going to go United 3-0. Ronaldo, Ronaldo with three goals. He's due a hat-trick. I think uh, Manchester United will win this game 3-1. Um, Ronaldo will get on the score sheet again. Oh, I actually like Aston Villa. I think they're a, a really, really good side. And with Danny Ings up there, you know, he, he's going to be a threat. But, yeah, now Manchester United at home, these are the games that um, they need to win. And I think they'll do it comfortably. Um, Leicester City versus Burnley. Um, for me... I hate Burnley, so I'll always be tipping against them. Um, Leicester City, 2-0 for me. And Jamie Vardy to get on the score sheet. Um, Matty? I I think Leicester will bounce back after last week's performance at Brighton, and I think they'll win 1-0 with Jamie Vardy scoring. Joe? I feel feel it's going to be 2-1 Leicester. Jamie Vardy to score two goals. Next game, Everton versus the struggling Norwich City, who are sitting bottom of the table with zero points. And this is at um, Goodison Park. This is at Everton's home game. I predict Everton 3-1. Um, but I think Pookie will get on the score sheet for Norwich. But, yeah. Everton 3-1 under Benitez. I think, yeah, last week, obviously, losing 3-0 to Aston Villa, that was uh, a bit of a... just Probably just a bad day at the office. Um, but, yeah, they've just got too much quality, Everton. You know, Rick Harlson and we've got Gray and Townsend. They've got firepower. You know, they've got players that can score goals there. Um, Matty? Uh, I'm going to say Everton uh, 2-0. Um, Norwich, in my opinion, just have absolutely nothing. Um, I actually think they could be up there with some of the worst Premier League, Premier League teams we've ever seen. So um, Everton comfortably for me. Yeah, Joe? See, I feel it's going to be a demolition derby job. I reckon Everton 5, Western, no, sorry, Leicester, Norwich 0. <laughs> my mistake. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think we all agree on that one. Um, next game, which is a big, that should be a good game to watch. Leeds United versus West Ham. Um, ah, this hits close to home to me. This, this hits close to home, boys. As we all know, I'm a Leeds fan. It's very close to home. What are your predictions? Yeah. Um, my prediction is a draw. I think a draw. Uh, Antonio, come, I think, comes back into the side for West Ham. Um, is he back? Antonio, or is he still suspended? I don't know. I've have to double check that one. Um, if Antonio plays, I think 
you know, West Ham are a huge chance of nicking all three points. Um, but I think at home, you know, Daniel James played really well against um, in the Carabao Cup. Uh, Joey, um, midweek. Yeah, Fulham. Um, West, who did West Ham have or who did Leeds have? No, Leeds, you played Fulham in the Carabao yeah, Cup. Fulham, I don't know yeah, beat them on penalties, luckily. Yeah, Daniel James apparently had a really good game. Um, he did? Yeah. Oh, I think at home, obviously, you know, he's a strong at home. I think um, I think a draw. I think this will finish this will finish one all Leeds and West Ham. Matty? I'm going to say a draw as well. Um, Leeds at home, they're just a completely different side. You know, Ellen Road is probably the most hostile ground you could get to in England. So, um, you know, West Ham take nothing from them. They're a quality side, but I, without Ant- if Antonio doesn't play, it's going to hamper their ability to score. So, I'm going to say a draw. Joey, without uh, going into too much detail on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, Prediction. I would like Leeds United to win 1-0. But I'd, lo- I'd love a 1-0 Leeds United win. I'm never going to bet against my team, boys. 1-0 Leeds United. I feel that's understandable, due- buddy. That's understandable, yeah. I feel, um, I feel that we're due a win. I hope that win comes against West Ham. Okay. All right, next game. This is uh, oh, This is interesting. Watford versus Newcastle. Now, Watford's Ooh. been impressive out of all the, you know, between Watford, Norwich, and... Um, Brentford. Brentford. Yeah, obviously, Brentford's had a good start to the season, but Watford has impressed me. Um, I think at home versus Newcastle, I have to go with Newcastle, as I think the Watford bubble will burst. Say Maximin, you know how much I love him as a player. Um, I know, you're obsessed. Yeah, what a footballer he is, mate. Oh, I think, yeah, um, I think Newcastle will grind out a, a, an away win. I think they'll win this 1-0. I'm going to say draw. I'm going to say draw. draw. Yeah. yeah. It'd be, it'd be a good game. Um, Watford are impressive, but yeah, draw. Sorry, guys. Look, boys. Without going into too much depth, I look at Watford's side going out wide. They've got, obviously, Ismail Lassar and, obviously, the Nigerian um, Emmanuel Dennis. I feel that they're going to win 2-1. And I feel 2-1 because if you look at the way Watford have been playing this year and the way Newcastle have been playing this year, not no, no offence to St. Maximin, but I feel that Watford may have the quality to edge Newcastle. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. Um, the next game, which is on uh, Sunday night, it's the early kickoff. Southampton at home to Wolverhampton. So my prediction is, um, you know, I watched Wolves last week at home to Brentford. Um, thought they were disappointing, to be honest. And um, Joey. Without going into too much detail, Traore, like I said, very exciting player to watch, but no end product. Matt, Nothing would you agree all. with that? I would too. I think <laughs> the Wolves have just been very disappointing this season um, compared to the last couple of seasons they've been in the league. So I reckon Southampton win that one. 
Yep, I agree. I think Southampton will win this. And my um, one of my favourite players. Um, we know the, the Blackburn connection, Adam Armstrong. Yep, the Blackburn connection, Adam Armstrong. Um, you know, he scored 30 goals for us last season. He's had a decent start to life at Southampton. Scored on his debut away to Everton. I think uh, Southampton wins this game 2-1 and Adam Armstrong will get on the score sheet. And uh, the last game. I didn't get to predict that one. Um, to me, Southampton 1, Wolverhampton 0. Yeah, pretty much very similar to um, you know the prediction that I made. Matt, um, your thoughts, Southampton? Um, they've had a pretty solid start to the season from what I've seen of them. Had a great result last week at the Etihad against Manchester City, which, um, you know, they're not easy to get. <laughs> they're not easy to get a draw, let alone a win there. So they've done very well in that sense. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go from here. But as for now, they've, they've started strongly. Yeah, that's good. Um, and the last game is... Um, actually, no, I made a mistake. The Brentford-Liverpool game is on, actually, it's on Sunday morning at 2.30 a.m. I thought it was a late kickoff on Sunday. One mistake. So I apologise to That's our right. listeners. All right. Um, Brentford at home to Liverpool. Um, Brentford's had a great start to the season. They look really good um, but, but last go. week. But like I've, Wolves, said to you, like I've said to you many times on the show, now Brentford have a big test coming up. I, they have not played necessarily the most amazing sides. Now comes the test whether they're worthy to be a Premier League club or not. Because they need to they still need to play the cities of the world, the art of the cities of the world and the Tottenham's. Coming up against Liverpool, a big title contender, I feel it's going to be a 3-0 Liverpool win. I'll win comfortably. Like against Crystal Palace. Oh, I, I, I agree. Um, I think, you know, as impressive, as impressive as Brentford's been this season, I think Liverpool will pick them apart. Um, Liverpool will win this game 3-1. Um, I think Brentford up top strong with... Um, what's your thoughts on their strikers? Tony and, and co. Joey? Uh, Ivan, Tony and Brian and Buemo are the kind of strike force that any promoted side would love to have. You know, you got that balance between target man and obviously mobile striker or running striker, as they, as it's like to be said. I feel that this, these two can score goals. I feel they, they've got a good combination. They've played together for about two years, three years now, and I feel that their partnership's only going to blossom. But I don't feel it'll blossom against Liverpool with quality defensive players and... Obviously, quality midfield players. They've not come up against a strong team. And I feel Liverpool will be Mbwemo and Tony's test to see if they can cut it out in the big time. What are your thoughts, Matt? Um, look, I like the bees. I really, sorry about the background noise, gents. I like the bees. I really do. But I can't see them tackling Liverpool. I think there's just too much quality on show. Um, so I'm going to say Liverpool 3-0. Uh, there'll be a penalty for Salah in there somewhere, and I think Firmino will get a brace. Do you reckon Firmino will actually start? Is he even available? Um, not even not sure about that. To be honest they've with been, you, I think if he does, 
if he comes off if he comes off the bench, he'll score. But Liverpool just have that quality. You know what I mean? They just have the quality of players to do that. They've got Jota. They've obviously got him as well. I feel he'll start ahead yeah. of Firmino because he's been preferred this season. So I reckon Jota's yeah. going to get himself a couple goals. I reckon I reckon it'll be Jota with a with a goal. Uh, Salah and uh, Mane for me. And yeah, before I go, Liverpool, right? And I'm going to keep this short and sharp. Did they keep Allison, Van Dyke, Fabinho, and Salah fit, right? I'm telling you now, they will be very close come the end of the season to winning that title. No, I, I agree to that. I think, you know, last season, they, they had a fair shout for the title last season. It's just the problem was they were too injury-ravaged to um, challenge. Now that they've got these players back, there's no I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that they'll be the team to challenge this season as well. So, yeah, what they achieved last season too by finishing the Champions League spots with all those injuries and that late, you know, that late run of, of wins they had towards the end of the season... Um, you're really happy if you're a Liverpool supporter. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it, lads. Um, Matty, I'm, thank you for joining us. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the show um, in the future. Definitely. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It's been great. No worries. Yeah. Um, and Joey, thanks again. You no mate, worries. A football, football encyclopedia, mate. Thank you. Uh, to all our viewers, thank you for listening. Matt, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week to recap everything. And it would be good to have Matt on the show again to recap it from a Chelsea point of view. No, yeah, I'm happy with that. Also to the listeners, um, a lot of you are going to get an opportunity to jump on um, on the podcast. You know, there's got a lot of good feedback. It's still early days. We're still trying to build this thing up. Um, but yeah, like we're going to, there's a lot, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of opportunity for for the listeners to jump on the podcast and preview their their club's games and review their club's games and just get yeah just we're trying to bring you the best and available news you know we can we can give you like obviously locally here in Australia um, so yeah that's it and that's it from talking EPL until next week have a nice day everybody. Right. Cheers, gents. Have a good one. You too.